What's up, world? It's your boy, Seven. Welcome you to another fire episode of the Fortifying Kings. Y'all know how we do here, man, on this podcast. We're building up brothers, giving them defensive strategies to help protect them and their families against all the wilds of the devil. So let's get it, y'all. Let's get into this episode. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Seven, with another episode. Thank y'all so much for joining me, man. Uh, I'm so happy to be here today, man, and be talking to you guys. Uh, and uh, man, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited, and I'm excited to tell you why. So let's get right into it. Uh, let's start with prayer. Father God, we just thank you for allowing us to meet here and come here in your presence, God. We thank you that when two or more are gathered, you say that you are in the midst of them, God. So we welcome your presence. We welcome your your spirit, God. We ask that you touch each and every listener, God. God, we ask you that you reduce me, God, and raise you, Father God, more of you, less of me, God. God, I ask that you uh, let the words that come out of my mouth be edifying to the listener, Father God, and uplifting and building to the listener. And God, we just thank you for all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor that you will get out of this podcast. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so man, let me tell you, I'm super excited to come to this. Like, maybe last week you heard us, or the week, yeah, the week before when you heard us uh, do our uh, recap episode, we all got on together. Um, man, it's, it's, it's something about sharing, right? And talking about the word, talking about God, man, and being transparent and open and honest that, you know, that really like bonds men together. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's it's one of those things. Um, and so these podcasts, I, I I don't know if you know this, but these episodes that we're putting down and putting out uh are are just as beneficial to us as it is to hopefully you, right? And 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 we listen, right? And and you need to know that we don't coordinate the episodes, so we don't talk about who's doing what episode and and, and what they what are we gonna talk about. It's no, it's no pre-game powwow before we drop our episodes this is solely on ourselves so uh when when soul jam dropped his episode uh last week you know of course i was keen to listen i wanted to hear you know what he was was bringing and what he was talking about and man right like what a powerful like word man just just so deep so so much to dig in and I had this whole plan, right? I had this whole thing of what I was going to talk about already kind of manufactured and kind of set up. You know, I just needed to do a little more research, do more reading, you know, stuff like that. And I heard his episode and it, and it, and it just, it, it, it sent me in a whole new direction, you know, and I'm thankful for him for, for dropping it, man. Cause like, man, we could talk about his episode and piece it together. Like for for months, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's so much to dig out of there, uh, and so much. So I, I'm actually going to uh, steal, not steal, but I'm actually gonna like t- get a little bit of what he was saying, and then I'm gonna spin spin it into something else, man. That I think is 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 critical um, to what he was talking about. Another another lane, another pathway on that road that he was on. So um, if you haven't listened to this episode, please, this episode would make so much more sense. 
if you listen to his episode first. So go back. Stop right here. Hit the pause button. Go back. Flip through. Go to Soul Jam episode last week, last Thursday. Listen to that. Then come back and listen to this. Because if you put them both together, man, the power is there. It's it's a lot that's there. Um, and, and so I'll give you a, a little snippet. I'm not going. I'm not going to steal this thunder, right? I'm gonna give him a little. Give you a little snippet of what he was talking about. And he was talking about spiritual warfare and and fighting in the spirit and and the devil and our enemy. Um, I talked about knowing your enemy in the previous episode, and he kind of took that a little bit deeper and a little bit further, right? And 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 man, like I said, if if, if you go back, just just pause, stop right here. It's cool. I'm not gonna be offended. Just hey, look, stop right here. Hit the pause button. Go back. Listen, right? Put a little bookmark or stop it right here. Come back, listen. And then when you come back, just the rest of this uh, makes sense. So if you did pause, you just coming back, listen to that. I know that was powerful. Like, like it, it's good, right? Uh, so much good stuff. So what I want to kind of pick up on is uh, the topic that I kind of want to discuss today is spiritual awareness spiritual awareness and you've already seen it you listen back to soul jam when he was talking about last week you see how spiritual awareness fits into what he was talking about so again i'm piggybacking i'm gonna ride the same horse that he was on right so um yeah man spiritual awareness so and a lot of people go well like okay what what do you mean by like spiritual awareness, you talking about, and, and another way to say it is like spiritual discernment, right? Being able to discern in the spirit. And I people go, man, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a five dollar word. A five dollar word, seven. Give me something that is that is that I can eat on, I can chew on. That's why I came up with awareness. And everybody knows what being aware is. And then what, as soon as I hear the word awareness, it makes me think about our our you know, police force makes me think about firefighters, military, like those type of people who whose job it is to be in dangerous situations and their awareness level is heightened. They're aware of everything around them. They're aware of the people around them. They're aware of of of, of posture, gestures, uh, attitudes, um, facial expressions. They, they're, they're aware of all these things. They're hyper aware to these things, especially in, a, in, a, in an emergency or a serious situation. And, and, and we have to have that as Christians holistically. We're talking about Christians, right? Holistically, as Christians, we got to have awareness, right? Because of what Soul Jam was talking about, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? So we know that it's not the people but the spirit in the people. So you need that level of awareness to identify the spirits that are coming at you, what they are and what they're trying to accomplish, right? But that's just the tip of the iceberg for awareness or spiritual awareness, right? Because spiritual awareness has so much more depth into it, right? That's just the first layer, like just to be aware of, of, of externally, right? Externally spiritual awareness. Where I'm also talking about internal spiritual awareness, how to be aware of the spirit in you, right? 
I see y'all making that face. Like, what, what you talking about? Like, what you mean this being aware of the spirit in me? Because we also, we also have a choice, right? The Bible says, uh, Jesus said, I, I put before you life and death, blessings and curses. Then he gave us a hint. He said, choose life. Well, I mean, nobody can sit here and say that we choose life on a daily basis. Right. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we choose the wrong things. Right. And and that is is sometimes can be not being spiritually aware of internally being able to listen, be still and be quiet and listen to the spirit. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. How to be spiritual. What is spiritual awareness? How to be more spiritual aware and, 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 and what benefit does it have to us? Right. So. The Oxford Dictionary, right? The Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, I did. I did a little research on this for y'all because I got. I went down a rabbit hole, and I did a little research on this one, right? So the Oxford Dictionary, right? The Oxford Dictionary defines um, awareness as a concern about and a well-informed interest in a particular situation or development. Now. Why is that critical? Why is that key? Now, there were several dictionaries I could have used, right? There were several definitions I could have used, but why did I choose a concern about and well-informed interest in a particular situation or development? Now, the easiest, the easiest way that I can explain what I am, what I was looking at is, is easily uh, explained by the word. So let's head over to Philippians 1 and 9, right? We're going to read 1, 9 through 12. And again, y'all, if you follow along with me in your Bible, I'm a, I'm a New King James Version guy. So that's just me. That's where I like to read from. So I'll be reading along. It's not jiving. The words ain't lining up kind of the way you want. Like, that's why. New King James Version. Um, and it says, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment. And then it says, so so I'm going to add a word here. Why? That you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may sincere, be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praises of God. Now, there's a couple of things in this, this passage that we have to chew on a little bit, right? This is Paul speaking, right? Speaking to the Philippians and he's talking to them and, 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 and he's, he's giving them, you know, um, just a greeting right here. It's like a, kind of like a greeting, right? And he's talking about, that, you know, I pray that your love may abound more and more. I, I pray that you get your love for Christ may get more deeper and deeper. Right. And I pray that you I pray that you get deeper in knowledge and discernment. There's a reason why he used those two terms, knowledge and in discernment. So not only should you be. And not only is, is it important for you to read your word every day, to attend church, keep the word in you, right? And that, that's important. He's acknowledging that there. He said it's important that you get deeper and deeper in knowledge, right? So you know, 
You've read the scriptures. You know what it says. You know what God said about certain situations. But then he said, and in all discernment. Now, most people say discernment and they really think of one thing, right? Being aware of something else, right? But going back to the going back to the definition, it talks about being well informed, right? And and having interest and concern about a situation of development. So in the in the in the in our human dictionary, it almost quotes the Bible. It says you have to be well informed, that's knowledge, right? And concern, that's discernment. It's the same thing as in is in the scripture, right? That same thing is there in the scripture. So as we look at that, and it says, um, it, it, it talks about so you have both of those things, all discernment, discernment in every area, all discernment. So not just the discernment to see the enemy, but the discernment to see with themselves, to listen, to hear from God, right? To stop, to slow down. Right? We're gonna get to that. I'm about to jump ahead of myself. We're going to get to that part. Um, stop and slow down. So, um, and then the other thing he says, and, and here's the why, because I love when, I love when, when Paul, uh, who, who, who hands down y'all is probably one of my favorite people in the Bible because Paul was the real deal. Holy field. Right. So like, I mean, yeah, no, Jesus, Jesus was like Jordan, right? Once in a generational talent, right? The goat. Right. That's what Jesus is. Jesus is the goat. Right. Hands down, point blank, period. Right. There will never be another one. Right. I, I see y'all. I hear y'all already about to start trying to argue with me. LeBron, Kobe doing all that. They will be here for it. That, that's a whole nother podcast. Right. So but my point is, is that there, that that Jesus is perfect. He was perfect. He was unflawed. That's what the Bible tells us. He was unflawed. He did not sin. Right. And then you have Paul, who is is almost the opposite of Jesus. He probably committed. I mean, he was murdering people <laughs> like that's sin. Number one, if, if you have people who aren't Christian, who know the Ten Commandments, they might not know all of them, but they know thou shalt not kill. That's I mean, rule number one. Right. So, and you had Paul, who was the chief killer. He was he was an assassin. He was killing people for sport. And if he wasn't killing people, he was egging people to kill people, right? He was pushing people like, hey, I think we should just stone him, as in Stephen, right? So, and, and to me, Paul, because of all of his flaws, he remained like so transparent. And throughout the Bible, he talked about like, his woes, his the, the 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 thorn in his side. This thing that I, I I want to I don't want to do is what that thing that I do the most, right? He told he talks about us, talks about him personally. Like man, I am struggling. Like this ain't easy, and I I identify with that so well because I mean we all struggle. We all got struggles. We all got thorns, right? And nobody walking around here with no thorns. If they tell you they walk around here with no thorns. That's a thorn right there because lying is a thorn, right? So it, it is what it is. But Paul's one of my favorite people. And, and what he says here is the why, right? He gives us there the scripture. And then there's a comma there, right? Um, and give my punctuation, right? So there's a comma there. And then it says that you may approve the things that are excellent. Now, I started to think about 
did he mean approve? Like approve, like like say it's good. And 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 what he meant by uh, the word approve there is so that you may recognize the good things. You may recognize good, right? And so we are automatically can go back to Genesis, right? And 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 we can see that. When God created the heavens and earth, or God said, let there be light, and there was light, and then what does the Bible say? And it was good. That good, that word good there in the Hebrew is the same good that's here. The good that God created, and he saw that it was good, right? That good is saying, and it was perfect. It was holy. It was righteous. It was pieces. It was a piece of God. Right. His creation took a, is a piece of him. So it was a piece of God. Right. And that's the good that he was talking about. And that's the same word for good here. Right. And that it may be that it may be proven things that are excellent. Uh, and, and then King James just says good. So that are excellent. Right. That are good. Right. And that's the same word that he used. So we know that. So what Paul is trying to tell us here is simply like, hey, look. You got to have the knowledge. And by getting the knowledge, you also need to get discernment. You also need to trust and listen to what you you have, what your knowledge is telling you, your knowledge in Christ is telling you. Right. Right. And so that's 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 the why. Right. It's, it's a knowledge and it's a purpose that we have to have in order to 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 walk this walk. Right. Because it's not easy to walk this walk. Now, a lot of people say, well, okay, like, I, I, I got the knowledge, but how do I, how do I get better at discernment? And, and, and what do I need discernment for? And I have a great example, right? Check this out. A lot of people treat the devil like he is black and white, right? Black or white, right? It's, it's black or white. He's either this or he's that, right? And that's what a lot of people try to treat the devil but as Soulja was talking about last week, if you just listened to that episode, you know exactly where I'm about to go with this, right? As Soulja was talking about last week, again, there's another plug for my boy. Go back, listen to the episode so you can pick up what I'm putting down, right? So as Soulja was talking about last week, right, his job, he, he's a deceiver. He's a trickster. His job is to trick you. Right. If you don't believe it, we can go to the scripture and we see when he was talking, when, when he approached Jesus after 40 days and 40 nights of, 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 you know, fasting and he came to Jesus, he, he tried to trip him up. Right. Oh, oh, well, you should, you know, you should just make this stone turn into bread. My boy, I know you're hungry. Like, I see your mouth, my boy. I know you're hungry. Right. And Jesus is like, man, should I live by bread alone? Like, no, you're right. But man should not live by bread alone. Right? He hit him with the word. And again, if you look in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, right? Again, there was a level of trickster, right? There was a level of shicey. What did he say? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you can eat it, right? You ain't going to die, right? You're not going to die, die, right? But only thing is that if you do eat it, you would know what God knows. Now, I don't know why Eve bit on that, like why she was like, hmm, I do kind of want to know what God knows, but I don't know why she bit on that, <laughs> but she did, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, but, and, and and it goes back to that old saying, right? And this is what the devil is a master at, 
right? Because it's that old saying, every good lie got a little bit of truth in it, right? You got to put some truth in the lie, right? Because that's what make it a good lie. Because it got to be a little bit true. got to have some believable parts to it. You can't come out the woodwork with some old, you know, backwoods lie. Like, you tell the story, like, and then the bus had came. Like, bro, what? <laughs> like, huh? How'd you get to the bus? Like, it got to make sense, right? And so that's what the devil is good at. The devil is good at making something that seems like it should be good because it's got a little bit of good in it, right? But really, it's for your destruction. Here's a good example, right? Let's say you work a job that ain't, that ain't it, right? You got one of them jobs that's like, I I can't stand going in here. Like, these people, they're getting on my nerves. My boss is the worst. Like, I can't stand it. Right. And you praying every day, God, please, like, I need a new job. Like, you know, you call scriptures, like, you know what I'm saying? You putting it in, you putting work in, you fasting on Wednesdays, you know what I'm saying? Like, you doing everything you can to get this job, trying to get God to move on your behalf, right? You, you try it. And then your boy call you up one day. Your, your good friend, right? Not, 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 not the friend you'll talk to, but your good friend. Right, he hits you up and he's like, Yo, my company is hiring. He's like, I know you're looking for a job. I think we can get you something. Right? He tell you, no problem. All you gotta do is put the application in. I'ma walk it up to the boss man. So like you ain't even got to go through HR, right? You ain't even got to go through the, the pile, the stack of applications. You going straight to the hiring boss, the hiring manager, right? So I'm gonna walk you up. I'm gonna walk your application up. So you do the application, do your thing, you send it up, you get an interview, you get to the interview. And one of the things about your old job that you're hating is you ain't making enough money for the stuff that you had to deal with, right? You another thing is you you ain't get the insurance that you needed, right? Yeah, it had a little bit of medical, but it had no dental, right? You ain't had your teeth cleaned in six years because you ain't got no dental. Right. So like you go into this job and they talking a good talk. Right. Like, yeah, man, you know, we really like your application, really like your resume. Woo the woo the woo, yada, 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 you know, building you up, building you up. And they was like, hey, so what you thinking about for salary? And you hit them with a number. And they were like, that's it? And you're like, wait, I can go for more? And they was like, man, this is what we was thinking. And it's double what you was making. You like, oh, yeah. Like, let's do it. It's like double. Like, let's go. And it was like, oh, and by the way, this come with full benefits, full medical, boom, full dental, boom, full vision, boom. And you're looking like, oh, oh, let's go. You having a mini praise party. You're doing that old, that old Baptist shout, you know what I'm saying, in your mind. Like you're doing that whole thing. You know, the old, the old mother sitting in the front where a wig about to fall off. That's what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You got that full shout going on in your mind, right? You just, you ready, right? And, 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 and you, you, you get in there and you take the job, right? And before you take the job, they tell you, they say, Hey, wait, one thing, we got to tell you one thing, one little caveat. You're like, sure. What is it? And they say, we need you to work overtime two days a week. We'll pay you even more, right? To work overtime. You're like, okay, what, what, what days? They go, we need you to work overtime on Sunday and Wednesday. And you're like, ooh, that's those are the days I go to church. Like that's that's my 
quiet time. That's my fasting days. That's when I spend my most time with God. Like, huh. But so I, I, I would be here basically all day. I'm not going to have no freedom. I can't go to church and do stuff like that. No, no, no. We can't have you do that. You, you got to be here. Mm. And that's what gets us. So that's, here's where the spiritual discernment come in, right? Because here's what a lot of people do, man. A lot of people pray and they think, God, please, 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 please. And then they get that little piece of what looks like is about to be the blessing and they snatch it up, right? And I think about this. Uh, I, I used to live in the Midwest and in the Midwest, they grow, you know, different crops. One of the main crops is corn. And the funny thing about corn is, is that corn starts off uh, uh, looking all the same. That, that when that first sprout comes up, um, it, you, you have to be careful because uh, if you haven't done the right things to the soil, it can be a weed that comes up first. Right? So it's not the it's a weed that attaches to the, the seed and it comes up first. But the ironic thing is, is that weed looks exactly like the sprout of the, the, the corn stalk. So that's the thing that comes up. So you you go out there and you see, um, you know, farmers pulling that out. And I used to think they're just, they're taking out the corn already, but really they're pulling those weeds. I talked to a farmer one time and said, no, it's the weed. It's not, it's 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 a, a, a offshoot or something like that of the plant. And it's not what we want. It actually could kill the plant if we let it grow with the, with the corn stalk, right? So in the same vein, Right. A lot of people see that little something pop up and they snatch it and they eat it. Right. They think, oh, here's my blessing. And they grab it and they eat it. Right. This is it. Right. And, and they don't realize it's like, man, not only did you did you walk away from your blessing because you think you got something, but you ate the wrong thing. It's not even what you're supposed to get. Like beneath the ground, God has so much more for you. Right. And so that's that's a whole nother rabbit hole that I don't want to go down because I will never come out. But like, man, we got to be this is where discernment is critical because we got to know what God has for us when it's God and when it's the devil. The devil is good at taking what we prayed about because he's listening. He is listening to us. He is listening to what we are saying to God. He hears it. It's not encrypted. <laughs> like your conversation with God ain't encrypted. Like he can hear you in the spirit, right? He can hear you, right? And we talk about spiritual warfare, right? So he's listening and he hears you say, I want this job. I want this car. I want this wife, right? I, I want this house. I, I, I got, I want, this is some things that I'm, I'm believing for. And he gives you what you seemingly think that you want, right? And you get in it and he leads you on the path of destruction. He takes you away. All the devil is trying to do. I heard somebody the other day give this analogy, and I thought it was such a good analogy, right? It's it's all all the devil wants you to do is God God's protection and his 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 blessings, right? It's like an umbrella that's protecting you from the rain, right? And the rain meaning all of the tricks and wiles and all the stuff of the devil, and all the devil wants you to do. It's to step out from underneath the umbrella. That's all he's trying to get you to do. He just wants you to get, put your, put your, he don't, he don't need your whole body to come out. Just put your, put your baby pinky toe out there for a little bit. 
right? Put put a little bit out there so that you can just slide out just a little bit. See, just to get a little wet. Like you ain't doing too much, just a little bit. Right? Just a little bit. And 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 that's what he's trying to do. Right? And I think about my wife, but I when I think about this whole analogy of rain and stuff like that. My wife, uh uh, you know, when when she <laughs> she's a black woman, right? And you know how black women are about their hair. She get her hair done. Like, man, we have to roll up the windows. It could be 70 and beautiful. But she's got her hair done, we roll it up the windows and the AC can't blow above three. Right, because ain't nothing about to mess up this new dude that she just got. Right. And I think about the rain. Right. If I we were ever caught in a rainstorm with her just got her hair do, she wouldn't get out the car. She wouldn't move, not one inch. But that's how stubborn we gotta be with with the devil. We gotta be this stubborn, like we just got a new fresh hairdo, like a black woman with a fresh hairdo. Like, oh no, sir, we're not doing none of that. <laughs> right? We're not doing nothing that's gonna make us sweat. Right, because I got these edges laid right. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not gonna do nothing that's got us doing more than we need to do. Right? We're not going in no rain, no high winds. We're gonna kill all of that. Right? And that's how stubborn that we have to be. You know, when when listening for the word, when making these decisions, and it's even more critical as men. It's even more critical. Right? It's critical for everybody, but it is it is imperative for men. To be able to discern, to have discernment because our spiritual awareness, because we are the ones that are making these decisions. It's us. God gave us the authority to make these decisions. He put us in the, as the head of the household. Right. So it's our decision. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that every man got to be some sort of, you know, dictator right you walk around with this authoritarian household but there is a structure to this christian family right and men are at the top of the totem pole you are the you are it it's everything that comes from you flows down if you are blessed the blessing flows down if you are cursed the curse flows down right so if your kids acting crazy before you start trying to check them you might need to check yourself if your wife acting crazy, you might need to check you first. Because if it's something that's coming down, you might want to start with you. Because that's where everything else starts, with you. Mm, that's another whole nother podcast, whole nother, whole nother episode. Here we go. All right, so going back to that. So yeah, the devil wants us just to step out. He wants us to just to do a little bit. Now, uh, I, I believe it is in James. Let me pull that up. Uh, I believe it's James 1 and 5. Let me see right here. James 1 and 5. James 1 and 5. Nope, not James 1 and 5. Let's go Hebrews. Try Hebrews. Hebrews 5 and 12. Is that what I'm looking for? Uh, nope. Luke. 21, 34. Luke, 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 21, 34. Yes, Luke 21, 34. That's what I was looking for. Uh, and I love this. You know how uh, your Bible gives you little titles, little headings, right? The headings for this passage is the importance 
of watching, right? It's Luke 21, 34 through 36. It says, but take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that the day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare to all of those who dwell in the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all of these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, now, there's there's a lot to unpack. Actually, let me pull, let me read it to y'all in the Amplify, because the Amplify brings just a little bit more heat to it. It makes it a little bit more clear, right? And it says, be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed with the giddiness of debauchery and the nausea of self-indulgence and the worldly worries of life. And then that day when the Messiah returns will not come upon you so suddenly like a trap, for it will, it will come upon all of those who live on the face of the earth. But keep alert at all times, be attentive and ready, praying that you may have the strength and the ability to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand in the presence of the Son and Man. Y'all, this is what the devil's trying to get us to do. This is, this is what he's trying to get us to do. He's trying to have our hearts, the, the Bible says in the Amplified, weighed down and depressed with the giddiness of debauchery. Hey, <laughs> right, sometimes the Amplified be coming with that heat. Let me tell you, what in the world is the giddiness of debauchery? Y'all know what to be giddy mean, right? To be to be nervously excited, right? To be to be to be anxious, anxiously anticipating, excitedly anticipating something. Little kids are giddy about Christmas, right? Because they're about to wake up and get the gifts, get the presents, right? So they they're giddy about this. But this is talking about being giddy about the bakery. Now, if you don't know what debauchery is, right? I had to Google it. I ain't going to lie to you, right? But it talks about debauchery being like partying and reveling. Now, here's what we ain't going to do, right? We ain't going to sit here. I, I, I ain't going to sit here and act like, right? I'm not going to sit here and act like I ain't never been giddy for debauchery. (laughs) That's what I'm not going to do. Because there was a time, right, when your boy seven used to be giddy for the club. Oh, we we going where? To the what? Oh, I'm in. I got my fit laid. I am ready, right? Like, we don't, I mean, come on now, y'all. Like, come on. I ain't the only one who used to be giddy for debauchery. Giddy, excited to do wrong. Man, we look back at our lives, man. We look back at where we came from. And man, we just gotta take a second, y'all. Just hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on one second, man. Like, this is one of those moments where you just say thank you. Just God, I thank you. I I just I thank you for not letting me, for loving me enough to save me in my stupidness. 
to save me when I was too dumb to see what I was doing wrong. Like, man, I, man, God, I thank you. I, I thank you for growth. I thank you that I, I don't look like what I've been through. Mm, that's that old Southern Baptist statement. Like, I don't look like what I've been through. And I am thankful, God. Like, I am thankful that you saved my life and gave me an opportunity to live under, live in you. Mm, yeah, I'm about to have a whole praise break on that. But just, I mean, we got to be thankful, man, because this used to be us. This used to be us. Giddy for debauchery, right? This thing says the nausea of self-indulgence. Y'all already know what that is. <laughs> How many of y'all been nauseated, right? Ready to throw up from overindulging. Come on, man. Come on. This is us. This used to be us, right? This used to be us. And this is what the devil is trying to get us to do. It's not a massive swipe, y'all. It's not a it's not a one-hitter quitter. He's not coming throwing haymakers at you. Right? He's not hitting you with haymakers. He bumping you ever so slightly from underneath the umbrella. Little by little. It's a job. It's a girlfriend, right? It's your kids. Just a little bump. Right, you go from having you go from having you know a a a a single drink you know on the weekends just to kind of relax on a Friday night, right? To now you drinking every night, right? Now you going out drinking, now you staying out all night drinking, now you drink you drunk and trying to drive, now you drunk trying to drive at night. Now you drunk trying to drive at night and you lose control of your car. Now you drunk trying to drive at night, lose your car, lose control of your car, hit a tree, and you dead in your debauchery. That's discernment, y'all. Yeah, that job looked good. Everything lines up. But wait, hold on. Pause. You going to take me away from my Jesus, though? Hmm. I'm not sure that's right. I'm not sure that's what this is for me. Y'all, y'all don't allow that. Y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't allow people to talk about their faith and their religion. Y'all don't allow people to listen to gospel music. I mean, I so let me just be kind of like I'm not a real big gospel music listener. It's like, I'm, a, I'm more of a gospel rap. You know what I'm saying? I still need a little trap beat on my on my Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I still need a little trap beat on my Jesus. So you know what I'm saying? But like, y'all don't allow that. Hmm. I might have to take a second think, take a second thought. Right? I might have to take a second thought. But how 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 do I strengthen that seven? How do I get better at having my spiritual awareness? How do I get better at that? Right? Oh man. It it goes back to the first verse that we was talking about in Philippians, right? And Philippians 1 and 9, what, what did Paul say, right? Paul told us the answer. He said, if you want to get better, my friend, it's simple. All you have to do, all you have to do is get greater depth and knowledge and discernment. You got to start with the knowledge. You got to start with the knowledge. Here's going back, right? Jesus in the wilderness, right? 40 days and 40 nights, right? 
What's the one thing that shut the devil down immediately? Simple. The word. Jesus wasn't making stuff up up there. He was quoting the scripture. The word for it is written. Each time he's mentioned that, for it is written. Man should not live by bread alone. Right? For it is written. Right? Thou shalt not test the Lord thy God. Right? Like he was quoting scripture. So that's 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 where it starts, man. It it starts there. It starts for it is written. Matthew 4 uh uh 4 I think it's let me see Matthew 4 4 4 and 1 right Matthew 4 and 1 if you follow it along uh he says but then G, but then he answered it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God then the devil said, you know, you throw yourself off of this. Now, here, here watch this. Watch this. Here's, here's the, here's the, here's the, the deviousness, right? Y'all think the devil's stupid. And, and, and that's where we trip ourselves up. Because y'all think the devil playing hockey. I mean, playing, playing checkers, right? Nah, the devil's playing chess, right? He's playing chess, right? Listen to this. Listen to this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, it said, then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on a pinnacle of a temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Now watch what the devil does. <laughs> y'all, I'm telling y'all, man, watch this right here. Watch this right here. This is, this is again, this is why we got to have spiritual awareness. This is why we got to make sure that we're doing the things to strengthen our awareness. Because watch this right here. He says, if you are the son of God, then throw yourself down. Watch what he says. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. How many times have we quoted that scripture? How many times have we quoted that scripture? God, you said that 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 you that you will protect me, lest I dash my foot against a stone. Mm. Actually, no, that is written. But the devil was the quote. He quoted that. So. Again, the devil know what he's talking about. Don't forget, he was an angel, right? He he know what he's talking about. He know what the Bible says, right? But that's what he's checking you. Do you know what it says? Have you studied and proved thyself? Have you done that? He's already done his labor. He's already done his work. And that's why we think the devil's dumb. We think he's stupid. We think we we think that he 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 ain't playing this game to win. We out here playing checkers. He playing chess, right? And that's why we got to get on the next level. That's why we got to have this spiritual awareness. That's why we got to be ready so that we can see all discernment, all discernment everywhere in every area of our lives, in our kids, in our spouses, in our jobs, right? Everywhere in our cars. Yes, your car can be, you need the spiritual discern from your car. Have awareness of your car, right? Your car can set you off. Come on, y'all, don't act like your car can't set you off. You almost late for work and you can't find your keys. Now, I told y'all, man, working on my cussing. <laughs> hey, man, you get me almost late for work and I can't find my keys, I'll be ready to cuss, right? I'll be so mad, right? But th- even that, 
Even that, the devil trying to start your whole day off bad. He be trying to get me first thing in the morning. I wake up and he trying to get me. I go to make my little my little smoothie in the morning and my blender don't work. What you doing right here, pal? Like, come on, man. My blender don't work. Okay, not a big deal. But even then, the devil, going back to the scripture, the devil knows the scripture. But then watch with Jesus. Look how Jesus responded to him. Look how Jesus responded to him. Uh, it is also written. It is written again, right? That's all Jesus was saying. It is also written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, right? So the devil hit him with a little half scripture, right? Hit him with a little half scripture, like, boom, here, give you a little half of scripture so you know your word. Oh, oh. And what Jesus hit him back with, yeah, that's partially right. But realistically, we really shouldn't tempt the Lord thy God. So this is my point, man. Like there are, the devil knows what he's doing. He's setting us up. He's trying to set us up each and every day. And by having this spiritual awareness, you it, it, it gives us the ability to see the trap, the whole trap, right? To see it and be able to avoid it, right? Now, here's the thing, right? Sometimes, we get in our own way. Sometimes we want to blame the devil, right? And, and, and trust me, right? The devil will take credit for anything that's, that's negative in your life, right? So you ain't got to worry about him taking credit, right? So if you want to blame him, that's cool. Like he'll take credit for all that, right? So, but sometimes we get in our own way and we base our decisions. Like I gave you the analogy of a, of a great, a seemingly great job. But because you can't hear past the money, because you can't hear past the benefits, then you end up stepping on the wrong path. And God never intended for you to take that job. But because he loves us so much, God said, look, I'm not going to make you do anything. You are a free agent. You can do whatever you want to do. And that's going back to the verse I put before you, life and death, blessings and curses. Here's a hint. Choose life. Here's a hint. Choose life. For I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. But the devil, he comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. And y'all, it's that little decision. It's that little moment that we take. And it's humanity. It's humanism. It's us. Right. It's, it, it, it's us. It's flesh. Right. And if you don't listen to me, everybody has it. Everybody has that fleshy moment where their flesh tries to tell them, like, no, this is the right thing to do. And instead of listening to your spirit, your Holy Spirit, you listen to your flesh that tells you this is the right thing to do. Right. You know, you married. Right. You. Why is she smiling at you? Like, bruh, you you walking around here with a dad by, you know what I'm saying? Like, you driving a you driving a a, a two thousand a two thousand twelve Nissan Altima. Like, no 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 disrespect, you might drive a two thousand twelve Nissan Altima. I'm just saying, like, you ain't living your best life, <laughs> right? An old girl over here, you know, flashing all, all thirty two at you. And you know you got a wife and kid at home. It's a setup, man. It's a setup, right? 
It's a setup. And that's why we got to have that spiritual discernment. That's it, man. And everybody has that fleshy decision. And you really be feeling yourself for that moment when she flashing them 32 at you, right? She, you really be feeling yourself. You be like, nah, man. I'm, bro, I'm like, Denzel Washington. I'm, bro, I'm like a Michael B. Jordan off in this thing, boy. Like, what you know? And, 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 bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, man, that ain't you. You know what I'm saying? But we be feeling ourselves. That's the flesh. Right. And and here's the thing, man. Even Jesus. Even Jesus. Even Jesus had a fleshy moment. He had a moment where his flesh was can't rose up. Right. And and that's what we can use to help us. In our weakest moments, in the moments where our flesh is is being is being uh, 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 taken up, it's being um, when our flesh is really being is rising up against us. When we're not thinking with our spirit, we're not thinking spiritually. We're not thinking in the spirit, but we're thinking carnally, and we're thinking with our our mind and our flesh. Um, and and so right here. And this is the prayer in the garden, right? So this is Matthew, Matthew uh, 26 and 36. Um, Jesus told him, he says, sit here while I go and pray. I'm going to paraphrase this. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. He says, he's telling uh, Peter and his disciples. uh, Or he said, yeah, he's telling Peter, he says, sit here uh, and, and, and while I pray, he takes Peter with him. And here's what Jesus said. Now, check this out. Listen to this humanity. Right. Listen to this humanity in this. It says he says, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Even to death, stay here and watch with me. Right now. We. The Bible doesn't really tell us how long, you know, he he prayed for, but we know that Jesus in his prayer, was sweating so profusely that it looked like blood. How stressed out do you have to be to where your droplets are sweat are like blood? Right? Where you're sweating like you're bleeding. Do you know how fast blood exits the human body? You're sweating like that profusely, Right? And Jesus says something to him. Now, I believe, this is just my own personal belief. I'm just going to throw this little piece in there. Like, I believe in his prayer that Jesus already knew, right, that he was going to die. And his flesh said, I love these people. I love Peter, John, Mary, you know, all these people. I love my mama, my brothers, my sisters. Like, I love these people. Like, I spent... 33 years building these relationships. I am not detached from these people. Yes, I am fully God, but I am also fully man. This is Jesus. I'm also fully man, right? And I enjoy hanging out with my disciples, breaking bread with them, laughing and joking and sharing the word, man. Like I really enjoy this, right? And he says a statement and he says, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Like, man, I am, I am sad. 
you almost, I mean, I don't, I'm not a psychologist, but you can almost call it, it's a borderline depression. He's sweating that profuse, that's borderline depression, right? And here's, here, here is, here is Jesus's flesh coming out via his words. Listen to this. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Oh, father, if it is possible, let this cup pass for me. Let me break that down to you in like the basic terms. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it. Like it, it now let's. Can we go back to the drawing board, though? Like, is there any other way that we can get through this? Any other way? Is there anything that we can do to get through this? Anything at all. But then turn around and watch how Jesus catch his spiritual awareness. Watch his spiritual awareness. Watch him catch himself and say, what does he say next? My bad. My bad. Not my will, but your will be done. Not what I want, but what you want, y'all. And that's the key to this whole spiritual awareness. That's the place that we are trying to get to. The key to spiritual awareness, the biggest thing that we have to realize with spiritual awareness is that we have to let go. We got to let go. We are human. We will make mistakes. But we got to let go of our life and hand it over to God, because that is the only way that we can do this thing right. That's it. It's just that simple. We have to give it up. And without that spiritual awareness, without us saying, God, I, I know what my flesh wants to do. My flesh really wants to take this job. My flesh really wants to go talk to that woman. My flesh really wants to do this, but not my will, but your will be done, God, right here, right now. Let me fade back and let you step up. As men, it is critical that we live by that. Not my will, God, but your will be done. Because when we do, when we live by that, when we operate in that path, when we go by that mantra, God is then able to bless us. He says, I want to bless you exceedingly, abundantly, greater than you can ask or you can think. Like, I can think about a lot, God, a lot. My thoughts are deep. I can think about a lot that I want. And God says, wherever your mind stops, I want to go past that. I want you to live the good life. I want you to be a beacon of light to everybody around you. That's what I want for you. But we're not in this game alone. The devil is still out here trying to trip us up. And until we get in our word, until we practice our word, until we practice building a relationship with God and in the Holy Spirit to where we can hear him when he is speaking and we know that is God speaking to me, not my will, but your will be done right here, God. It's until then that we can do that. So as I wrap up, y'all, like it's critical for men, as I said earlier, it's critical for men 
to be in this role, to do these things, right? And to be able to uh, 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 just tap into this spiritual awareness because the decision is ours. Now, for some of you listening, you 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 may not know, right? You may be one of those giddiness and debauchery, right? That may be you right now. So if that is you, man, very simply say this word, say these, say this, repeat after me, right? Heavenly Father, I thank you. I ask you for coming into, to come into my life. I believe that your son Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again on the third day. Come into my life, God. Help me live for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to just tell you right now, man, it ain't going to get easier from now. You just got put on the devil's radar. He used to not worry about you because you should do getting this. You can get about the bakery on your own. Now that you know better, you now got put on this radar. So fight the good fight, man. Again, if y'all are, if y'all just say that prayer man, reach out to us for for the fine kings dot com. I mean, at, at Gmail dot com. Like, shoot us an email. Uh, I mean, we would love to hear from you. Like I said, man, let's build a community of brothers. Share these podcasts with others, man. And we look forward. We look forward to reaching y'all again on the next go round, the next iteration of Fortifying Kings. Thank y'all, man. Y'all be blessed.